tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Welcome back. This is still Ghana Connect. They enjoy 99.7 FM. So really interesting conversation and have some really brilliant minds, activists, lawmakers to join us, have this very beautiful conversation. Connecting with us, Humphrey Kofi. He runs the Mental Health NGO. Humphrey, are you there? Hello, Humphrey. Yes, I'm here. Good evening. Right. Good evening, Humphrey. Ras Mubarak is the former member of parliament. Yes, I'm here. Good evening. Thank you. Thank you, Humphrey, for joining. Rasmu Barak is the former member of parliament for Kumbungu. He supports the passage of the bill. In fact, in 2020, when it was first passed, he was in parliament. Ras, thanks very much for joining us this evening. Thank you. It's good to see you. Right. We'll also be joined shortly by Ras Aswad Menkrabi. You know him from the Achimota School Rastafarian Saga fame. He's father to one of the kids. He will join us shortly. Radams Karim. As an advancement on PM Express, and he laid out the case for why Parliament should not have passed that amendment. Just two days after that, Parliament did pass that amendment. So we'll be seeking to find from him what he makes of this and if the concerns he shared are still there. Mr. Peter. Good evening. Good evening to fellow uh, panelists and to your good self. Right. Thank you very much, guys, for joining us. So Let's dive right into the conversation. My name is Kwiku Asante. And let me let listeners know that we have a poll that is still running on Twitter asking the question, what you think about this law and whether or not it will inure to the benefit of the country. Please do go on to Joy FM on Twitter and please share your views. We are asking, are you convinced the passage of the law to permit the growing of cannabis for industrial and medicinal purposes is in your best interest? The votes, the votes are, are coming in thick and fast, and we'll share the results with you shortly. You can also share your views with us, 055 So let me start from you, Ras Mubarak. You were in Parliament in 2020 when this was passed. Some of you have been making a lot of noise about 
how Ghana will benefit from this. Well, how did you feel when the Supreme Court struck out portion of it as unconstitutional and said that because there was no debate, not that government could not do that? Well, um, good evening again. I am proud to say that um, I am or was one of the architects of uh, Section 43, which um, would have given um, Ghanaians who are interested in cultivating cannabis for industrial and medicinal purpose, you know, an opportunity to do so. It was most, most unfortunate, you know, that the Supreme Court would have to uh, draw us backward, you know, with that kind of um, incredibly ridiculous ruling. As I said, I was a member of the seventh parliament. Um, so the Narcotics Control Commission uh, bill was passed into law in the year 2020. You know, um, this particular section was debated upon. And Koku, as you would know, you know, having followed our parliamentary proceedings for a while, um, usually when, you know, the House gets busy, and 2020 was an election year, you know, after two or four contributors from each side have given their, you know, opinions about um, a motion or a bill before Parliament. The Speaker would put the question and all those who are in favour would say aye and those against would say nay. In that particular instance, you know, um, it was looked at, the question was posed, and um, those who were in the chamber, you know, had agreed that indeed it should be incorporated in the in the bill which subsequently became an act you know so it was shocking you know to have had the argument as espoused by the supreme court that there was no debate upon it and um the speaker couldn't have been right in characterizing you know what they did as an overreach into the activities of um parliament i i am one of those who strongly believe that um, it was an overreach you know, and the sooner each arm of government is made to be aware of um, their responsibilities, the better. Now, let's look at the substance. So, fast forward, um, the Minister for Interior, we knew he was going to come back to Parliament anyway, and um, he did bring it to Parliament. It was passed a couple of days ago. Good news for Ghana, I would say. I've heard people say that, oh, but you've got cocoa and gold and diamond and bauxite and etc. If all of those have not given you anything, uh, what would cannabis give you? If that were to be the argument, then government would not even impose further taxes on the people. You know, as the um, saying goes in the Akan language, that too much meat does not spoil, you know, food. This is coming at a time that the economy of our country has gone bust. The economy is in tatters. These same people who are espousing this kind of weak arguments expect government to build roads to build hospitals you know um expect government to put up infrastructure and you ask yourself where is the money going to come from don't forget we run a very informal economy where a lot of people are not paying taxes where even the most educated in our society like some of our lawyers you know are not um, declaring their legal fees and paying taxes on these legal fees. So every now and then, um, governments over the years have struggled to, you know, uh, find the necessary revenue. But of course, there are issues of profligacy and um, mismanagement of the economy. But 
if we are to have a system where everyone is doing their what they are supposed to do by paying taxes, you know, by declaring, you know, their earnings, like the artisans, the fitters, the masons, the electricians who get paid, but decide not to declare their earnings. If everyone is doing their bit, that also adds up to the kitty or to the pot. Ross, I hear you revenue. on that brilliant point about what government mm. could potentially earn. And I've heard on the floor of parliament, they're talking about aiding billions of cities. But what of the potential of abuse that people have been warning about? Do, do you see the point good in question. there? And I'm, and I'm, good question. And I'm glad we have this opportunity, you know, to allay the fears, you know, to dispel the notion and the lie, you know, that people are going to abuse it and that um, it's going to get our kids mad. I mean, in all probability, you would not get everyone adhering to the tenets of the law. That is tried knowledge. That is, you know, um, um, a given, right? But you can't say because one or two recalcitrant people would take the license and do the wrong thing, we shouldn't issue licenses to harness the potential of cannabis. I'll give you a typical example. Take driver's license. Um, people apply for driver's license, but every now and then look at the carnage on our roads. Look at how faster people drive in places that are zoned as no speeding area. People's licenses would expire. They would not renew their licenses, but that would not, that should not stop the DVLA from continually en encouraging people to um, get driver's license. And that should also not stop the police from mounting spot checks every now and then. So in all probability, you would have a few bad nuts who, you know, uh, would want would not want to adhere to the the law. Now, if you look at what Parliament has approved, 0.3% THC. Now tell me, if any one of us, you know, having this discussion or outside of this, you know, forum, has any shred of evidence that shows that you can smoke 0.3% THC of cannabis, this will let us know. And, you know, we would shut our mouths. Well, I mean, very, very interesting point there. And, Russ, I'll come back to you. I see that you're making a very good point there. I, th I think there's a good point that I want to throw this to Peter Badimak Yaro. You had concerns. Surely your concerns are laid down with what um, Russ Mubarak has been explaining. Thank you very much. Um, I think I did say that there has always been a debate between prohibition and regulation, and uh, it will always continue. Uh, somehow, uh, regulation seems to be the way to go uh, as Ghana is following suit. But I think my brother uh, Ras has answered most of the questions he is saying we are raising and they are not relevant. You are simply saying that uh, even existing laws are not complied with, much as you are doing everything to ensure that people live by the tenets of the legislation that have been laid out, be it driving or whatever. You've also talked about other industries that are there, but not much is being done. And it simply tells you that we are not doing enough with even the opportunities we have. Uh, we we have varied other opportunities. Take the shared industry in Ghana. 
is a very, very viable area. We've tried gold. We have, and even let me, with all respect, bring in the, the issue of uh, e-levy. What was not said about e-levy? What are we seeing? So what we have said, and people have talked about, we are ignorant. We don't know the difference between what is marijuana and cannabis, the one that gives you, uh, the one that makes you high and could we know, we understand. What we are saying is this, the threat of not being able to control and distinguish between these two and people taking advantage of them. You may tell us the lead, the law will catch up with the people, but even among researchers, they are saying that even with the same type of cannabis or plants, it all depends on the chemical composition. And you are likely to even have something that you say is harmless, actually giving you what you did not expect. And Ghana, as we know it now, has not got the structures to support people, as I did say, who may, for whatever reason, uh, get hooked up, become addicts and needs rehabilitation. I work in the sector. And I know the kind of rehabilitation facilities that we have in Ghana. And the government or public addiction centers are either nothing to write home about or not existent. So whilst you are doing this, thinking about your economic interest of raking in millions, I was thinking that I would have seen in the law saying that for this reason, we are going to set up XYZ facilities to support those who would eventually, for whatever reason, still go in to take uh, this substance, which may predispose them to needing professional support. Mm. I mean, let, let, me, let me throw that to Humphrey Coffee. Humphrey, I mean, you run an, a, a, a mental health NGO. Do you associate with the point Mr. Yarrow is making, and you have any fears that this law that has been passed, I mean, potentially has this, has this, has this ramification that we could regret in the future. Yes, uh, thank you very much, your viewers, um, as well as your listeners. Indeed, I support the argument made by Peter Yarrow. Um, I think that those proponents of this uh, bill were looking at the financial uh, benefits rather than the health and social implication of this um, um, bill, I would dare ask then they should tell us by what um, baseline statistics they have to suggest that um, if they if this bill is passed and it becomes um, cannabis becomes um, a productive um, venture, what uh, is the expectation in terms of uh, revenue? What are we trying to say? That um, we did a baseline, we thought that by projection by this year, we should be, I mean, um, 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 raking in such an amount. Indeed, even if we anticipate that we're going to make some money, have we thought about the benefit, I mean, the health implications, the social implications over the financial uh, implication? And there is nothing to suggest that we are really going to even make any money which is beyond what uh, uh, the other resources we have in Ghana are giving us, i.e. the bauxite, the gold are, are, are giving us. What is the, what is the, what is the uh, assurance that we're going to make such money? 
if you go to the Accra Psychiatric Hospital and other psychiatric hospitals and you try to find out those who have abused various substances, you might not even find cannabis. But students in recent times in the other second cycle institutions have found alternatives that will still satisfy them if they were taking cannabis, i.e., some take they inhale the super glue that we have mm. some have them in their chop bosses and their trunks they just inhale it and you know how if you open up a super glue you have some some um, um strong uh um, scent. um strong scent. Feel like yes uh, scent that can really carry you away so already before this thing had been legalized they are finding alternative ways of still satisfying their desire to take cannabis now we are saying that we're going to introduce cannabis and use the uh, pedestal, you know, argument to say that it's going to rake in so much money. But if you have uh, actually uh, done a good analysis of what are the health implications, what are... Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC the social implications do we have that or we are just predicting that this is going to bring us money i mean the the the, the weight of that argument is already falling flat based on the fact that we have students who have taken in other substances making sure that they want what they want to i mean they get what they desire to have which are not even necessarily cannabis so cannabis now comes in to justify the fact that oh we can use this one because it's legalized and in any case, those institutions that are supposed to control, what is the level of control? How are they able to control that? Russ, I see that you are you are itching to make a point. Reasons. I mean, you can make that, Russ. Yes, indeed. If um, he doesn't mind me coming in, he asked some questions, you know, um, and my response to that is that, can you imagine what would happen in our country if there's a gridlock, if government, this or any other government is unable to pay uh, teachers and nurses and doctors, what is due them at the end of the, the, the month. There will be anarchy. Mm. That's that's what's going to happen in our country. People would commit suicide. It would drive people crazy. Okay? This was not arrived at based on economic, uh, what you call it, uh, considerations alone. And we've made the point time and again that people should take their time to understand the difference. Industrial cannabis is synthetic. It cannot get anybody high. Read my lips. You cannot smoke industrial cannabis. How loudly must we say this before um, it sinks in? Now, you could raise the issue of um, law enforcement, which is legitimate, you know, and insofar as I'm concerned, this should offer all of us an opportunity to embark on um, public education that should be spearheaded by the spearheaded by the 
Narcotics Control Commission to ensure that people understand clearly what this is about. And I've said it again, that in all probability, you would have one or two bad nuts that the, the men are in, in, in the family who would say he's going to go for a license and would do the opposite. We're talking about industrial cannabis, not recreational cannabis. So this argument about people inhaling superglue, that's not coming. If people are inhaling superglue, it's a failure on the system. If people are abusing drugs, it's parents who have failed, it's the school system who, which has failed, it's the chiefs, opinion leaders, assembly members in our respective communities who have failed. But you can't use the failure of the school system, parents, etc., and say that the state must not look at avenues of generating revenue. So, so Ras, you make a point about revenue, and I think I want to come back to you again on that because Mr. Butayaro and Humphrey have all raised the point about E-Levy, for instance. It was said to be raising three billion Ghana cities every year. We scrapped to a point we're making barely hundred million. So, I'll, I'll come to you on that, Ras, briefly. I just want to go to our other guests so that I can come back to you on on that important point you're making there. So, I mean, Karim, you're a businessman. When I spoke to you earlier on. The point you made was that you can't even wait to cash in on this. But surely the point is that Mr. Humphrey, Kofi, and Mr. Yaro are making about the potential for abuse. Surely it must be raining in your mind. And you may be having second thought, or you really want to just go all in on for this. All right. Um, thank you very much, Kweku uh, Asante. And then, of course, to your listeners, a very good evening to all of you. And yes, of course, I said earlier that I cannot wait to, to, to cash out on this move. But, but, but then also as a businessman, I'm very much concerned about ethics. I'm very much concerned about safety of people as well. So, you know, we do ethical business. We don't just get up and look at the monetary aspects of things and, and forget that there's a, you know, there's a, there's a need to also, um, I mean, take a careful look at the impact or the effect of whatever business it is that you run on, on, on the people that you seek to serve. And as uh, Honorable Ras Mubarak rightly said, we are talking industrial cannabis. We are talking you know, cannabis that we are going to be using, you know, in pharmaceutical industry, uh, can cannabis that we are going to be using in the in the healthcare, you know, in the beauty industry. You know, this is not the, the, the typical cannabis that we find people smoking on our streets that gets them high. And for me, I'm looking at it from this perspective that let's look at the, whether we like it or not, there are still people in Ghana that grow cannabis anyway. Uh, some of them get caught, some of them, you know, uh, at the end of the day, sometimes are able to, to go scot-free. But if the parliament of that that is a representation uh, you know that, that that represents the interest of the people of this country um says that we are giving people the license you know whoever is interested we are giving the license to be able to cultivate a certain type of cannabis for industrial purpose for health use what do you think is going to happen what it means is that we are going to be redirecting the focus and attention of people you know towards growing this new kind of cannabis that we want to be seeing grown and so instead of having to hide in the dark and do things that ordinarily they're not supposed to do, now you're presenting them with another opportunity. And for me, I see this as, as an avenue to create jobs, an avenue to create jobs for agronomists, an avenue to create jobs for drivers, an avenue to create jobs for farmhands, an avenue to, to, to create jobs for laborers. I mean, name it, Kwekwa Sante. This, this is a huge... And when, we, when you look at... When you even look at the, the global statistics on the revenue, you know, that we are likely to... To, 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 to rake in as a country by, by mere virtue of the fact that we have decided to pull um, this path. I think that we, it, uh, it's, it's in the positive light. And let me, let me also bring <clears throat> to the issue that as, as much as people are concerned about 
you know the other effects that it may have also it also falls within the you know the the, the hands of, of government if i should or the people or the regulatory bodies to ensure that um you know monitoring and evaluation is done properly so we do not get anyone um sneaking and planting what they are not supposed to plant even though uh those definitely be people who would hide and do some of these things but we need to ensure that regulation is properly done mm. we also need to ensure that uh, at the end of the day these people are going to be taxed maybe some p components of the taxes that we are going to be raking uh from this dedicated towards putting up more mental health facilities dedicated towards um provided more medication for, for 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 mental health facilities in our country and all of that and so at the end of the day i think it's a win-win we just need to sit down and and properly look at all of these things so that <coughs> everyone you know uh are, are, are late but i see this as a big opportunity um for us as a country big opportunity well, I mean, industries use cocaine you know people <laughs> so i mean what's what's the big deal at, at the end of the day it's a win-win we just need to i know we have con uh, we a lot of us have concerns in ghana with, with when it comes to regulation but i'm sure that uh this time around if we, if we take we time scale. And, and look properly, I think we should be able to make headway as far as this is concerned. Mm. Uh, first, I mean, you are in the United Kingdom where some of these have been legal for so many years now. Karim just ended on a point by saying this is a big opportunity. Is that a view you share or you agree with Mr. Yarrow and, 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 and Mr. Kofi? I uh, thank you very much, Kofi, for um, <laughs> trying to get my, my, my side of the story. Um, I really applaud uh, the parliament for passing this bill. And um, I I share slightly in everybody's view because this is something that we need to actually pay full attention to, to understand the ins and outs of it. The UK has legalized um, medicinal and research cannabis for ages. However, what the UK has also gone forward to do is make sure that it has put processes in place that could tell the bad side of the growing processes uh, so for example in the uk the police force have drones that they can actually fish out places where they're growing cannabis in houses and then burn them down and because they're not the legal forms that they're meant to be growing and they build them they bend them down what i'm a bit concerned about is what processes are going to be in place to actually make sure that what we have set out to do is what we end up doing in the end. Because at the end of the day, um, when it comes to the business side of things, cannabis is the new, is the biggest thing. We know that globally it is going to be in about, in the next five, what, by 2030, it's going to be raking in, it's going to be about $700 billion project in the whole world. So it would be good for Ghana to tap into it. Some of the money, this law that they've passed is going to actually attract investment into Ghana. How are we going to manage, how we manage that investment is very, very important. Because in some countries, for example, in the Netherlands, where cannabis, it, people think it's, it's illegal to, it's illegal to actually smoke cannabis in, in Netherlands. No, it is illegal. In, it is, they just, give you the space to do a little use it recreationary but it's illegal to smoke it there but they just allow you space to do that policing of this law uh, this pro this this bill will be very very paramount other than that we're going to get serious problems because if we do not hold on to the limits of the law in which the 
which actually specify the type of cannabis you're growing, then we will be losing loads, loads, loads of good standing society members. Also, let me just touch a little bit on the mental health issues, um, things that some of the panelists have actually mentioned. Mental health uh, issues come from loads of things, and we can't just focus the, the drug abuse or the substance abuse side of it alone. It could be due to loads of different different things, and mental health encompasses loads of things. I.e., in the UK, some of the money that they use in the cannabis growing businesses are geared towards, and it's a quarter that has been put down for these these uh, building of these facilities. Some of them are used for building and going into research to find out the pharmaceutical or the pharmacological uses of cannabis, which is actually helping export loads of disease curing um, uh, drugs out into the world. So the, the business side of it is good, but in my eyes, I think that we need to pay attention to enforcement. really enforcing the law to make sure that the right things are done. Mm. And as a Ghanaian, um, as a British boy and a Ghanaian, I really do worry because we do not enforce laws properly in Ghana. Uh, interesting. Uh, Ras Mubarak, surely, that is why people are concerned. Enforcement, you make a law that says you can cultivate 0.3 THC, then people are doing more than that. And people are like, using it for recreation already. In fact, at the time the law was passed in 2020, there was a buzz of news out there as though recreational use had, 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 had been legalized. Surely the point about enforcement is big, knowing how we enforce law in the country. Just the point that everyone has been making. Well, uh, not quite, but I would agree with force that um, we've got to put in place mechanisms. And there are indeed mechanisms. The, so the law is different. Ras, if I may interject, I really respect the fact that you said mechanisms. It's unfortunate that when the law was passed, they did not state those things for life. You don't put those things in the law. You put them in a regulation. It, that, right. that, 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 that's so, the point I was... So, the regulations so, has not been written yet, has it? If I may, if I may, so there, I mean, the Ministry of Interior will definitely incorporate, you know, all of the suggestions that are come and that would come into the LI, which is yet to uh, be brought before Parliament, you know? And um, the, the thing is, alcohol, for instance, is legal in our country. Research... And the data is out there for anyone who is interested. You know, the the harmful effects of alcohol far outweigh the harmful effects of recreational cannabis. And no one is even talking recreational cannabis at this point. At this point, what the Parliament of Ghana has done is to give us an opportunity to tap into a booming industry where we could generate revenue, where factories that will be set up here We'll be paying corporation taxes. We'll be paying income taxes. You know, we'll be employing people. I mean, look at the number of young graduates up and down the country. It's miserable that ability-bodied men would finish school and for years would not have jobs to do. When these factories could be employing security officers, accountants, you know, marketing staff, HR staff, you know, chemists, you know, to turn these things into various other things so it's, it's exciting for ghana and i understand the, the the level of you know nervousness by people who have expressed opposition 
to this. Even at independence, yeah, there were people who still felt it was not necessary for Ghana to have, you know, independence at the time we had our independence in 1957. So naturally, you have people expressing fear about things they don't know about, about things that are new, and that is understandable. But there are safeguards in the law. The safeguards are that you are to acquire a license before you can, you know, uh, cultivate cannabis that is 0.3% THC. And there are punishments prescribed in the law for those who go contrary to, you know, what the law prescribes. Another example I would like to um, cite is the fact that nobody's interested in getting our kids high. We're looking at a situation where we can make bricks. Look at how expensive cement is. We can make bricks from cannabis, where we can make hair products from cannabis, where we can make paper. I mean, we're cutting down trees to make... Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC paper and today that has become so unsustainable that is degrading our environment if there are alternative ways and sources of doing this i think we should all be excited about about it no one wants to see our kids high no one wants to um have our kids in mental rooms and i think you know first made a brilliant point about the fact that people who are experiencing mental health challenges don't get these things exclusively you know from the use of drugs. As a matter of fact, yeah. when people are sitting home and not having jobs, that can even give them, you know, uh, depression and other mental health conditions more than even using, you know, um, some of uh, the, the the substances that people tend to use. So there are underlying problems that lead to mental health that have absolutely nothing to do with industrial cannabis. And all we are asking is for people to take a step back and look at the facts as they are today, that we are facing monumental challenges. You know, we, we, we are on the cusp of losing so much in our country. Mm. Uh, Russ, Russ, I get you on that. I want to ask you this question before I go to my other guest. Listen, the potential for cannabis and the economy is high. I'm looking at this data that we mind here at Journeys. The 2023 projected worth of cannabis on the market alone is $7.1 billion. $7.1 billion. $6.3 billion is for recreational use and $800 million yeah. is for medicinal cannabis. In fact, yeah. if you look at country-specific, Nigeria, 
making about 3.74 billion, South Africa 1.70 billion, 900 million. So the potential is huge. And you've already alluded to that. Almost everyone has spoken to that. But mm. how do you respond to, in this country, E-Levy, for instance, how we thought it was going to be something big? It didn't. So that many things where we had that good is, that potential. Is, that, is, that is completely a non-starter. You don't compare, you know, um, E-Levy, you know, to... But I guess the, the, the underlying issue is we had mm. so much potential for a lot of things. We had great expectations and we did not get it. We got something else. So we want a billion dollars from cannabis and then we end up getting something else. Negative, for instance. The, the decriminalization of cannabis by parliament, which the president, I believe, would sign into law with alacrity, is one of those things that you have had bipartisan support from the parliament of the republic. We are not even talking about how MPs from both sides of the aisle have been unanimous, you know, in their support of this thing. Look, if we don't look at, critically look at other streams of getting the country running, we're going to go down the abyss and nobody wants to have that kind of situation on our hands. But the, if I may, first, if I may, sorry? if I may, I just wanted to actually sure. address one, one point that quick we made. Quick, mm. there's something called um, constantly looking at other avenues to bring in um, uh, streams of money into government or into um, the country. Even in the UK where I live now, um, just yesterday, um, after the government decided to give some people a pay rise, their public sector pay rise, it started. It said it was going to do so by increasing the visa fees for people coming into the country. Don't tell me that it's not expensive for somebody in Ghana coming into the UK paying X amount of fees to come in. So government will always look for other ways and means of getting money into their into their coffers. But the bit I'm a little bit worried about is the fact that we need to learn how to draw a process that divots the money that we generate from uh, an industry properly to actually tackle some of the basic needs that may or may not happen. Of course, le le legitimate concerns. I mean, we've had calls especially those of us from the um, NDC, and um, economists up and down the country will tell you that uh, there's a lot of waste in the system. You know, if government could pluck all of these holes, that adds up. But that certainly would not be enough, obviously, uh, to do the sort of things that we, we, we wish to have in our country. I mean, infrastructure, hospitals, roads, schools, you name it, you know? So there's a lot of work to be done. And um, I'm just hopeful and praying that people who are opposed to this would 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 take a soothing medicament, you know, and look at the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is that there will be jobs. Without jobs, people will get depressed. You would have more people ending up in mental hospitals as a result of joblessness than you would have people, you know, ending up in you know mental hospitals because of uh, smoking weed or, or cannabis or marijuana that is fine i'm sorry i'm sorry as much as i i do side with some of the things you're saying i don't think you you can actually draw that inference because let me be very honest we can't draw it's, it's hypothetical it's no, it, 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 it's it is so 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 for science background can we not just make that simple simple inference because it just doesn't really educate the public well because you can't actually draw that inference though can you 
are you are you telling me that when people are going through enormous difficulties they don't get depressed is that what you're saying i never said i never said that yeah, but that's, that's but the, you can't that say that you can't say, you can't say that people people are more likely to be depressed uh because they don't have a job and 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 they're not than when they smoke uh, any any that is, sort that's, of substance abuse. That's the statement you make, and that's something I'm finding really hard to actually accept. And, and, and that's a fact. You know, when when people are hungry, you know what they do? When they are exactly. hungry, they get they they, they they become very angry. You know, look at the COVID during COVID. You know the number of cases of abuse in homes in Africa and in Europe, including the UK where you live. You know, incidences of uh, spousal abuse went up right because people were not making more money as they would have been before COVID. people started getting depressed they started right, having right, mental, right, right. Issues, just, mental just, health just issues to, just to put you on a straight line i'm sorry you are very very wrong on that because during COVID times the same problems that we have during christmas breaks we have this we have the same problems times three in the uk during COVID times because but i'm telling you we live in a system where people do not tend to interact with their families that much and so when there's a, that process where people tend yeah. to live in the same roof then you get that problem so you can't just draw those simple inferences because they're not drawn i am they, not going to allow you to do they, that because on, on, just unless, really clear, unless clearly if i may just drop down the point you know because it's becoming overly disruptive unless you haven't been following what's happening you know in the uk okay where during COVID, facts quickly let your producers check this for you cases of depression cases of uh you know difficulties in people's homes as a result of the pressures that COVID brought you know were so high all over the world all right and i'm saying to you that in instances where people cannot get by their chances of suffering mental health issues is even higher than somebody going to get a high but we're not even talking about getting a high that is where i want us to move away from this bill is about industrial cannabis simplicity is about ensuring that our farmers grow cannabis so that they can supply factories who would make papers who would make um cooking oil who would make hair products who would make bricks and so on and so forth the things that we need and then, and then, and then we can benefit from it. Ras, thank you very much for that. I'll come back around the table and we'll try and like wrap up the conversation. But there's, there's some good point to really go on social media and see what people are talking about. My colleague, my colleague Maxwell Agbagba, aka Mazi Odumodu, has joined me in studio. Ma, ma, Master, where do you stand on this thing? Do, do, do you agree to the legalization, or you have a, you have some different point? No, I, I I agree with industrial and medicinal use. I you don't think, agree for <coughs> recreational. Uh, no, no, not for recreational. Mm. I think it's been long overdue, long and overdue. Um, you know, st at some states in the U.S. are already cashing in. Colorado, big. for yeah. instance, yeah, it's cashing in big on you know um, mm. this. Um, mm. So sometimes when I see <coughs> the Dakota's Control Commission, commission they're banning the, all of that. You know, I'm like, you know, what are you doing? We're talking about the medicinal yeah, but, and but industrial use, I think not though, recreational. Let's you say know? you go and ban this. Heaps of it. Yeah. People are around. What are you what's going on? They are getting high indirectly. I mean, very good point. Also, we had a yeah. poll on Twitter. Yeah, what true. did the poll say and, and what is the result? So, so the question we asked was, are you convinced of the passage of the law to permit the growing of cannabis for industrial and medicinal purposes is in your best interest? Now, yes, we had 73%. Mm. Yeah. 
73% saying that yes, they are convinced the passage of the law to permit the growing of cannabis for industrial and medicinal purposes is in their best interest. And then we had um, no 27%. So mm. 73% yes, 27% um, no. We have some comments coming through. Mm. This one here from um, Ahanta Kane, he says... Of course, permitting its domestic consumption with proper regulations wouldn't be bad. It's just a herb like any other plant. Interesting. Um, mm. This one here from Joseph Ajiman. He says, I, I think for its medicinal purposes, it is in the right direction. And then um, Stephen Chachu Anigba says, getting licensed to start this venture is going to be difficult since it solely resides to the minister. As usual, the ordinary farmer may not benefit. Sarah Abbey says, long, long overdue. Setuforia Champon says, long overdue. Um, Joseph Akasokres says, gold, diamond, timber, and the many resources that God bless us with couldn't solve our problems. How much will we, he said we, yes. How much will we solve our problem? Mm, Max, what were to say? And then last one, um, a lot of them. So let me just finish with yeah. um, Anthony. Anthony says, with all these kinds of natural resources, we couldn't survive. Hey, Ghana. And wow. Don Jaira says, why not, if Canada can generate about $3 billion annually from it, why not Ghana? Why not Ghana? Very interesting perspectives. Maxwell, thank you very much. Russ, we're just about wrapping up. I want to start with you before I go around the table for brief comments to wrap up this conversation. You have this large majority of Ghanaians, at least per this poll, who support this, but there is still some considerable opposition out there. Why is it so? Is it because probably we did not have a big conversation, national conversation, before doing this in parliament? There, there was a national conversation. I mean, MPs are representatives of the people and MPs are supposed to perform surgeries in their respective constituencies and bounce by you know, their respective uh, constituents what is happening in parliament. If it followed what I, my activities in the seventh parliament, you know, uh, most of the bills that came before parliament, I would discuss it even on social media, including this particular issue. The second point I want to make, Peku, already there are industrial products made from cannabis in the market. I mean, go to the hairdresser's saloon. You have products like Kuza, which is good for hair enhancement, you know, and people whose hair, you know, uh, as bald as mine, have attempted to use Kuza to get, you know, their hair growing. Medicinal cannabis has been proven to be good for the eye, you know, even though not ideal for curing glaucoma, but it reduces or lowers the pressure on the eye. So already there are products made from cannabis, industrial cannabis that are in the system. We've never had a problem with it. So if we are importing all of these products into the country and storing them in our hairdresser saloons and our pharmacies, why don't we harness the potential and create more jobs and get more young people off the streets and generate more revenue that would build more roads, more schools, more hospitals for our people up and down the country? Very interesting points there, Rasmubarak. Thank you very much. So, Karim, I'm sure from everything that you've heard so far, you are really still going ahead with your plan to go out and, and, and cultivate. My land is ready. My business registration certificates are ready. All I need is to get a license, and voila, I'm ready, I'm ready to go. So yeah, I'm, 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 I'm still, um, 
I'm selling it fully. I'm looking at the potential, as I mentioned, that it has as far as job creation is concerned. There are so many unemployed youth, and this would be, you know, another perfect opportunity for us to be able to create jobs, uh, you know, within the, 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 the that sector for, for, for young people in this country. Hmm. So I'm game. I'm, I'm ready. You're really game. Thank you very much, Karim. Humphrey, I mean, you've heard a lot. Do you still stand where you stand in opposition to this bill? Which has done in past, as Mubarak says, he expects that President Ekufado will sign it into law with alacrity. Hello, Humphrey. I might have lost Humphrey there. Uh, Mr. Yaro, are you there? Hello. Yes, Mr. Yaro. Yeah, this is Humphrey. Okay, okay. Humphrey, do you still yeah, so stand where you the, stand? Um, yes. The of this bill are making so much, uh, um, um, if you like, um, presumptive conclusions that this bill is going to um, yield so much and all that. Look, we are just going to open the floodgates. If you are saying that we are going to give grant licenses for uh, industrial production, if somebody takes the license and decides to go into the village somewhere and intersperse or interplant with the recreative one because it's of high demand, how would you know? Because it's, of course, I mean, of high demand. And because the person has a license, he has that um, um, authority to, to grow it. And then in the, in the developed countries where these things are being granted, it is impacting on the social life of the people. Even in the UK that was cited, go to their psychiatric hospitals. Though they have the best of facilities, you find people abusing these same industrialized uh, cannabis, so-called. And they have... This is for industrial purpose, but people are abusing it. Raz Mubarak was saying that you cannot take in that because it's of a, whole, a low quality and all that. Who said that people are not ready to explore? We are just opening the floodgates and saying that you can take this one, even though it is meant for industrial purposes. And I think that we have to rethink the whole process again because of the social impact. Thank you. Right. Rethink the whole process because of social impact. Really brilliant conversation we've had. I'm sure this conversation will go on right after the president probably signed this bill into law. We wait to see if there will probably be another legal challenge at the Supreme Court. But it's been a very good and very interesting conversation around narcotics and narcotic control commission bill that has now been passed into law, which will allow for the cultivation of cannabis uh, for industrial and medicinal purposes. I must indicate it is 0.3 THC. That is the allowable limit. That is what the interior minister can give license for. Thank you very much, Humphrey Kofi. He runs an NGO, mental health NGO. Ras Mubarak, a former MP, he was a member of parliament when the initial bill was passed before this SC struck out section 43. It is now having been inserted back after parliament passed that. Radams Karim is a businessman who says he can't wait to cash in and force Ghanaian living in the United Kingdom shared some brilliant perspective about how the UK has been able to juggle and is warning about being cautious. And then Peter Yarrow is also really passionate about this. So my name is Kweku Asante. Thanks for your messages that you shared on this brilliant conversation. We'll continue again next week with another brilliant conversation. Please have a good weekend. <laughs> Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. 
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. 